0: Hey guys, it's Graham. Uh, Due to a scheduling issue, we couldn't meet with Lillian this week to record, so me, Kit, and Phil got together and recorded a special bonus episode on the newly released film Ninja Zombie, uh, just in time for Halloween. Hope you like it. It's time to watch a movie you've never seen. There might be some ninjas or a crazy death machine. But there'll be smiles, and there'll be tears. You won't watch another movie for about 800 years. It's time for
1: death by video.
2: DVD is inside the case. oh I hate that I friggin' hate that and it's this happened years ago too so I don't even know who mm-hmm. to blame or who to be angry about well that's like when I, I got my VHS copy <laughs> of the Filth and the
0: Fury the documentary about the sex pistols which is actually out of print right now and I found that my old VHS tape and uh, at my parents' house I brought it here didn't check it went to watch it slipped it out. it was the season finale or series finale of Dawson's Creek. Oh for Christ's sake and we're back it's death by video put things back in the proper packaging people. I'm Phil. I'm Kit. And, oh, there's no Lillian. And I'm Graham. Um, yeah, so Lillian couldn't make it tonight, so we're doing a special bonus episode! Yay! Just in time for bonus. Halloween. Um, and we are going to be watching a movie that none of us have seen ever before, because it was never released until yesterday. And I'm talking about, it's uh, from the American Genre Film Archive in association with leading Skull Films, Ninja Zombie. Wow. So, so this film... Uh, I don't know any of the big details
2: about it, but it I is. Fe- I feel like we know at least two of the big details. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it, it was
0: uh, as
3: long as there's truth in advertising.
2: Yeah, it was
0: a film from 1992, never released, <gasps> shot entirely on Super 8 millimeter, so it's actually shot on film. And uh, Super 8. Super 8. Also,
2: this is gonna be grainy.
0: Uh, well, you you we've shot some stuff on Super 8. Did it look grainy? Sort of. It looks charming. Yes,
2: in a charming way. That was the uh, the point. They had
0: to save this from the uh, from the transfer to Beta SP master tapes, which are standard playing Beta tapes. So it's high quality, like essentially a very high quality version of VHS. Um, So uh, I'm just gonna read the back of the box here before we we get into it. It's uh, Ninja Zombie, directed by Mark Bessinger. Black vest, no shirt, no fear, no rules. Young karate expert Jack is stabbed through the heart by the vile Spithrachini, Spithar, a martial arts cultist with a spider drawn on his face. Luckily, local voodoo master slash tennis enthusiast Brother Banjo revives Jack from the dead to seek revenge as Ninja Zombie. Shot on Super 8 in Chicago and never released on in any format, Ninja Zombie is an unrelenting ruckus of supernatural threats and high-kicking vengeance. If you've ever wished for a mutant mix of the Toxic Avenger, 1980s Marvel Comics, and a 12-year-old's unfiltered uh, unfiltered imagination, prepare to meet your new favorite movie, Ninja Zombie. Sounds like we're in for a treat. Oh, yeah. So, uh, it's been a long time since we recorded. I actually think our last recording was in August of 2018, whereas now this is October of 2018.
3: Looking at my uh, letterboxed uh, diary, we watched that movie on July 31st
0: what movie? Pieces? Pieces. Oh, oh my god, so it's <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while. Uh, we've been, like, luckily been able to get through it with our, uh, our TIFF episodes, which, like, added a nice little boost in September. Um, but this is our first back. We're back as a trio. We were going to do um, The Witch Who Came In From the Sea, continuing on on the American Horror Project with Lillian. Uh, however, she can't make it, so we're doing this fun little diversion, Ninja Zombie. Um, it's been on my radar for a while to see it. Um, as soon as they announced it, and it was very reasonably priced. From uh, it's, it's from the people that brought us um, not made but distributed the Zodiac Killer, Another Son of Sam, and uh, the Sword in the Claw. All quality films. Yeah, we all we all love them a lot though. Um, so, guys, um, I think the other film we should really talk about because I don't want to get into everything we've seen since we last recorded because that would be I know what film you are talking about the film that we all saw together, holding hands one Monday evening. <laughs> in a rainy Toronto that film was starred Nicolas Cage and that film was
3: Mandy Mandy,
0: Mandy. cue the Manilow <laughs> that's just a little note the for Homer myself the Homer Simpson version yeah um, so guys what do we all like I, I guess like Mandy so far is sitting as being my favorite film of the year um, where, do, where how do you guys feel about it
3: it's not my favorite film of the year, but it is one of my favorite films of the year.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kit? Yeah, the film's released this year that I've seen. It's it's mm-hmm. top yeah. five it's, at
3: least. It's yeah. something
0: I urge everybody who has not seen it so far, please go out and watch Mandy. It is a... Every shot looks like a painting. It's Nicolas Cage's best performance since, uh, I want to say Matchstick Men, probably. You so, getting,
2: you're getting the full Cage here. You're yeah, getting, you're
0: getting the full spectrum of good to... Nicholas Cage. Screaming in his underwear. Yeah, which was- that scene was awesome, because I love that scene. You could tell that the camera operator was not quite sure where it was going. Because every time the camera started to move in, and Nicholas Cage would freak out, he'd be like, Ah! And like, just jerk the camera back, and you like, it's not anything you're like, Okay, we're just gonna give him a space, let him calm down. Let him do his thing. Yeah, it was great soundtrack. King Crimson did the opening song, and then, uh...
3: Johan Johansson. The late Johan Johansson, yeah. film uh, score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and It was a, a, it was a game, great good film
2: score.
0: I've got
3: mm-hmm. some of that on my
2: uh, my Spotify.
3: It's coming out on vinyl.
0: I will be getting it. Yeah, I um, I really dug that film. Uh, it's from the director of um, Beyond, Beyond the Black Rainbow.
3: And, and, and son of uh, George Cosmatos, director yeah. of Rainbow First Blood Part II, Cobra, and 2, Cobra. Wasn't he an Star-
0: Oscar-nominated director as well?
3: No.
2: I don't think so, no. He
3: I was thought, very much a B-movie director,
2: his hmm. dad, yeah. Sworn. But yeah. yeah, Panos Cosmatos, part Italian-Canadian.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: A Greek, uh, Greek. Maybe, maybe a bit of Italian.
2: I you? thought he was Greek, I, I mean Italian. Italian. There's something there.
0: He, wasn't he a product of the Canadian Film Center? Possibly. I think that's how um, Beyond the Black Rainbow got rolling, kind of like the film Cube, which was another, uh, pro- that was the first, I think the first graduate of the Canadian Film Center did Cube. I remember did Wikipedia Cube.
3: that he uh, funded, partially funded mm-hmm. uh, Beyond the Black tombstone royalties
0: it wouldn't surprise me but um, yeah
3: cause his dad's dead
0: now mm-hmm. so uh, he, he passed, passed
3: on all the rights go to him mm-hmm.
0: whatever royalties are left but I, I, um, don't, I
3: don't think the Cobra money uh, I think that's kind of dried up a bit
0: yeah I would say so I don't know Cobra's still like that's such like a uh, an 80's head jokey movie that I think it's still on somewhere like and somewhere that someone's being like you said you'd kill me last I lied and then drops him that's Commando. Oh, Cobra, the Stallone film. No, there's no <laughs> no, more, no one's making any money off of that anymore. Uh, no, nobody's making Cobra references. No, no, no. Uh, I think,
3: I mean, that <laughs> was... I <and> am the disease. <laughs> <laughs> no, crime I mean,
0: crime is uh, a disease and I am the cure. I still went know what that.
3: And, yeah, uh, well, it's got Stallone cutting mm-hmm. a slice of pizza with With uh, scissors. scissors.
2: I gotta see this movie now. I've never seen it.
3: Oh, you, you missed You missed it. the movie night. I played it I as did, part yes. of our
0: Sylvester Stallone double feature, that and uh, Death Race 2000. You didn't go with Over the Top? No. No. <coughs> There's an um,
3: incredible We Hate Movies episode recently where they covered Cobra.
0: That's good. Yeah. yeah, be sure to check out We Hate Movies. Also, be sure to check out, we were talking about this beforehand, uh, the Movies That Made Us uh, podcast. It's really good. There was a reference to uh, one of our favorite films on the podcast, Gideon. Uh, Where Jonah Ray, the current host of Mystery Science Theater 3000, was on it and uh, mentioned that as like one of his favorite like new kind of underground outsider B movies. Um, But the funny thing about the episode that he's on, Jonah Ray, is that so the podcast is like is a extension of Trailers from Hell, which is run by Joe Dante, and um, uh, God, I forget the name of the 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 other host of the podcast. It's Josh. He's a he's a film uh, screenwriter. Uh, Josh Olsen, that's it. Josh Olson and uh, uh, Joe Dante helmet and Jonah Ray was on. And for the first half hour of the podcast, it's just Joe Dante being like, I hate Mystery Science Theater 3000. Why the hell do you have to encourage talking during movies? You are not funny. Like, it was great to listen to him just like tear Jonah Ray. And Jonah Ray is like, well, I see your point, but... And he just could not get it. He's like, and then you did This Island Earth. And that is a good movie, but you cut 20 minutes out and you used a terrible print from I don't know where. It looked like you found it under a garbage can and uh, it was fun even though I, I enjoy Mystery Science Theater 3000 especially the new one uh, I, I, yeah, I also agree you shouldn't talk to your movies so guys uh, should we just get into Ninja Zombie and come back with our thoughts does anyone have any other burning things they need to say
3: uh, should we do the recap of what we've watched in the last couple months or uh, should we yeah just let's from, do it
2: okay. oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I thought
0: Graham
3: wanted to avoid that
2: but I, oh wanted my to, God. I wanted to avoid it but let's the size of the book that Graham just picked up this, this dusty tone yeah, let's see. Cause uh, bu- bu- bu-
0: bu- when did I watch? When when do we watch? What was that movie we watched? It was um, Malatesta's Carnival of Blood.
3: That was the last one. Yeah.
0: When did we watch it though?
3: On the twelfth of August. Twelfth of August.
0: Okay, I don't have it listed here. I should I should add that. Yeah. Okay. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Phil.
3: All right. So, uh the first really good movie I saw following Mal Testa's Carnival of Blood was uh Frank Henenlotter's Brain Damage. Nice. Um then uh Cotton Comes to Harlem, probably the hmm. first black exploitation movie or yep. at least one of the Directed very first. Directed by Ozzy Davis, Davis. yeah. Yep. I remember Adapted that film. from the Chester Himes novel. Mhm. Um I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it enough to warrant a mention. Uh, pop star, never stop, never stopping. I watched
0: that. I watched that too. Not so. Long. I watched that just before the day before we did our Test is Carnival of Blood. I also watch. Well, it's on Netflix. It's, it's just good. Watch. It's actually. It's like I enjoy. I think it's pretty funny.
3: Yeah, I especially like the TMZ parodies with uh, oh. Will Arnett and yeah. Eric Andre.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those were good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just love the fact that they, get, they constantly cut to like the ex-member and he's like a farmer now, and it's just sort of like yes.
3: keep going, Phil. Uh, rewatched The Killer saw in 35 millimeter at the mm-hmm. Royal first time and subtitled. Great turnout. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I forgot how melodramatic a lot of it is. Oh, but it's super me melodramatic, so. yeah. And there were people laughing behind us, and there was the person in front of me who was like super angry. He was like, yelling to his girlfriend about how he was so angry that the people were laughing at the movie throughout.
0: <laughs> and they should have. You should have turned around and yelled at him. Like, would you shut up? I want to do one of those.
3: Well, actually. I mean, I laughed through the movie as well, but oh, I was yeah. with it.
0: <laughs> There's no <laughs> laughing. Eh, I don't know. It's it's super melodramatic and super soap opera. Like especially the whole like what is it? We oh one of us we call Donald Duck and the other one Mickey Mouse, and it's like now we're friends forever or something. I don't know.
3: Uh, rewatched the Addiction, the Abel Ferrera movie. Saw Great, that on solid the big Saw Brain Dead in the backyard. Uh, oh my god! It has been a, been a long time since CS. we recorded. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was when we were trying to watch Heavy Metal Summer, but wound up watching Brain Dead.
3: Uh, B. Takeshi's Boiling Point. Nice. Uh, rewatched on the big screen uh, the original Vanishing. Ooh, I was, Ooh. was really I like good. that film. Actually, uh,
0: I, I've only ever seen the remake, not the original. So, but I, I yeah, you
3: need to watch the original. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I will.
3: And both by the same director too.
0: Interesting. Mm. You pulled a Haneke.
3: Uh The Kiyoshi Kurosawa movie Before We Vanish. Cool. And then we're getting into TIFF week uh, mm-hmm. where uh, us three we saw the third Halloween 2.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. We didn't talk about it. Well, we talked, We had a whole podcast about we it. We did have a whole podcast. The more I think about the
2: movie the more I like it. I have to be honest. I like it a lot.
3: It's fun. Mm-hmm.
2: Did, you, did you guys see uh, Fox News doing a thing there? No. Create creating some controversy. They're like, what controversy? It's it's the stupidest controversy. What is it? It'll hurt your brain.
0: Women are too strong in this movie. No,
2: uh, Michael uh, Myers didn't get a fair shake. It's basically basically it's and it's on Fox News on their Mm. on their Twitter page, but it's uh, Jamie Lee. Sorry, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, um, proud anti-gun advocate uses plenty of guns in the new Halloween. Hypocrite, much? There's also no Michael Myers roaming around stabbing people. Yeah,
0: well, It's also, not a movie, like, here's the thing, I am, I'm super anti-gun, a lot of my films feature guns. Like, Anthony Hopkins is, I'm assuming, anti-cannibal, yeah. but um... <laughs> but, but consumes humans <laughs> in the Seventh in of the lambs, yeah. You know? Cop, hypocrite? It's like, I hate... Ice
3: it. T Road cop killer, yet he plays a cop on TV! He's been playing TV. a cop <laughs> for 20
0: years! Somebody should let him know he is a hypocrite! So oh. it's just funny like that. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love idiots being idiots.
3: Uh, then I watched In Fabric with oh, you. yeah. And Peter Strickland's In Fabric. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we all watched Mandy. Yeah. And then I saw Female Trouble, the Criterion edition, the nice. John Waters movie which was
0: I love that the Criterion is now like putting out John Waters films and Alex Cox films there's yes there's how many Alex Cox films are there there's three right there's Walker which was the first mm-hmm. there's Repo Man which was the second and then Sid and Sid Nancy, Nancy yeah. and the Sid and Nancy Blu-ray looks fantastic
3: I hate to watch that it's
0: good Rewa- it's yeah. been so long since mm-hmm. I it's really good
3: um rewatched. I hadn't seen it since I was maybe like 13 or 14 uh in Cold Blood with Robert Blake and R.I.P. Scott Wilson
0: I, Yeah, R.I.P. Scott Wilson We should also point out R.I.P. Burt Reynolds We missed it yes. We will be watching uh, Smoking the Bandit soon on the podcast Smoking the Bandit 2? Maybe, we'll see I, I ordered the blue the 40th anniversary Blu-ray of Smoking the Bandit So I'm hoping it contains part 2 as a bonus feature But part R- 1 is, is great
3: I watched, um, I rewatched *In Cold Blood* a few days before Scott Wilson died. Oh, jeez. Yeah.
0: I know him best from. I mean, he's known best now from *The Walking Dead*, but I personally think he hit his peak in uh, *The Ninth Configuration* by William Peter Blatty.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: And and let's not forget uh, *The Exorcist* three. Oh, I forgot Mm. he was. Was he in that?
0: Yeah, he was. He was. He's the one that goes crazy. Yeah. Because William Peter Blatty likes to reuse his, his people. I forgot about that. He's totally in it. Yeah, yeah.
3: And Scott Wilson, even though I'd argue he gives a better performance than Robert Blake in, in *Cold Blood*, mm-hmm. uh, is kind of overshadowed by Robert Blake. I
0: think everyone's overshadowed by Robert Blake oh, yes. in the movie. With him. It's like, no, no, getting around it.
3: And I rewatched *Dressed to Kill*. Nice. Very enjoyable, but mm-hmm. supremely problematic.
0: Oh, really? You mean a transgendered person committing murder is yes. problematic <laughs> in 2018? Yeah, not when it was made. Probably when it was made too, but I'm sure yeah. when it
3: was made. But it was more controversial because it was misogynistic and violent.
0: oh yeah all that stuff too yeah that was him trying to go uh trying to go like a cheesy giallo I think uh Brian De Palma is the closest we have to a North American Dario Argento
3: oh sure yeah yeah yeah. and then I uh for for first time on big screen a rewatch movie I haven't seen in a long time also in 35 millimeter uh Buffalo 66
0: nice that was the 20th anniversary screening yes it was how was
3: it it was really enjoyable great turnout
2: good stuff Kit what have you seen? I haven't really seen a lot uh, other than the movies that Phil mentioned that we saw together um yeah two good. good movies two, two very good movies yeah um been doing a lot of rewatches lately mm-hmm. stupid Facebook game <coughs> oh that we've been doing? yeah I'm actually rewatching those oh, movies oh really? Though. good yeah. for you yeah, yeah. just yeah. A,
0: i've got up. two facebook games going i've got the the 10 images which i should i didn't post yet today i will
1: yeah and, i don't think uh, it needs
0: to be consecutive days and uh <laughs> okay. and the uh, i'm doing 31 for 31 for halloween 31 days of, of horror movies which is hard um but but good so far i haven't missed a day
2: yeah no they, yeah. they've been looking like uh, good films mm-hmm. but
1: not
0: starting though. with the classics and now watching ninja zombie ninja um, Zombie. cool anything else
2: no that's it yeah 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 just those films
0: cool i'm gonna rush through this did you watch the season finale of better call saul i haven't seen it yet no okay i heard, Why? It's, supposed be, I heard it's supposed to be good okay because um, i thought you were a season behind anyway i am but i've, I've been keeping up on the, the reviews okay i'm gonna run through this quickly because i've watched a lot of movies i realized since we last recorded uh i think 33 to be to- complete to be honest so i watched the uh, the documentary until the light takes us on the norwegian black metal scene which i highly recommend for its amazing accents, and people that take themselves way too seriously. They were the true edge lords of the early 90s. I watched the Richard Stanley film Hardware, which I liked quite a bit, which was a really weird movie. Have either of you guys seen Hardware?
3: I've seen Hardware.
0: Yeah, it's strange, because there's so much, like, Richard Stanley is such a atmosphere guy, which he creates, but the story is, this dude who's out wandering the desert finds, like, an old robot head, gives it to his artist girlfriend to use in part of her conceptual art. She paints it, and then it comes back to life, rebuilds itself, and then goes on a killing spree. The end. Um, and
3: guar lip sync ministry at some point.
0: That's true. Guar lip sync ministry. And uh, also Lemmy, Lemmy from Motorhead show up at one point very briefly. He shows up to like literally just say, drive uh, Dylan McDermott or was it Dermot Mulroney? Dermot Mulroney. I, th-
3: I think it's Dylan McDermott.
0: Dylan McDermott. Yeah, this—I I was confused her names because because I, I like I like Dermot Mulroney quite a bit, but I realized Dylan McDermott I don't like at all. And I was kind of like, oh yeah, it's this guy. Oh wait, no, it's not the guy from Zodiac. It's not the guy from
3: um, my best friend's wedding. My best
0: friend's wedding or Point of No Return. It's, or copycat. Yeah, it's Dylan McDermott, the guy from ABC's The Practice. Anyways, um, I also followed that up with The Mutilator, an uh, 80s slasher film that is quite... Uh, it, it's, it's got its ups and downs. It's got some great gore. It's got a great opening song called Spring Break. Um, that was the original title of the film before it got switched to The Mutilator. I then watched Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, which was a big bag of boredom, uh, written by S. Craig Zalter, a noted racist. And uh, I watched the Albert Pune film Blast on September the 6th okay tiff i watched halloween i watched outlaw king i watched sunset i watched climax sunset uh bummed me out outlaw king i liked a lot halloween i liked a lot climax was great Freaks was great Zan aka Killing was great Jessica Forever was pretty good I watched The Legend of the Demon Cat which was great I watched In Fabric which was awesome I watched Standoff at Sparrow Creek which was garbage I watched Cold War which was amazing I watched The Man Who Feels No Pain which was pretty good I watched The Image Book which put Adam Agoyan to sleep um, and then I watched Jeremiah Terminator Leroy which I am mixed on Then I watched Mandy uh, with you guys. I watched Empire of the Dark, the vanity project from uh, the early 90s, which was enjoyable and kind of weird. I love how, like, you can tell he's your son, can't you? You both have mustaches. It's so stupid. Um, I watched Ricky Oh, the story of Ricky, which is an awesome early 90s uh, kung fu splatter film about a man who can punch through another man's fist. Uh, Then I watched... (laughs) it it happens in the movie then I watched Mandy again with you that's actually I watched Mandy a second time with you guys Um, and then I got into Shocktober I watched Dracula from 1931 The Bride of Frankenstein The Invisible Man starring Claude Rains which was great I'd never seen The Invisible Man before Claude Rains eats the scenery with a big old spoon even though you don't even get to see him until the very last frame of the movie
3: I've never seen The Invisible Man. I've seen Claude it's, Rains in Hitchcock movies but not Yeah. Uh,
0: he's really good in it. And then it was also weird because the, right after that I saw Claude Rains as the father of Lon Chaney Jr. in The Wolf Man even though Claude Rains is only like 3 years older than him and I, the enti- entire time like Lon Chaney Jr is a big tall guy who looks old whereas like Claude Rains is a short guy that's like in great shape and I'm like why is this man who's clearly not older than you your father? Uh, then I watched um, the uh, was it the launchini Junior Phantom of the Opera, which was also quite good. Then I watched the, the oh no no I didn't watch another opera. I watched. I'm getting confused.
2: Get it together here, Sorry. Graham. Jesus. It was Phantom of
0: the Opera. No no it was um creature from the black creature from the black lagoon lagoon. Arguably the last of the Universal uh, monster series, and it was a great send off. Um, then I watched christopher lee and dracula prince of darkness then i watched christopher lee as the mummy in the mummy from 1959 with peter cushing uh it was pretty good then i watched the legend of the seven golden vampires uh from 1974 which was the final hammer horror film production uh and it is a co-production between hammer and the shaw brothers from hong kong so it was a kung fu gothic horror movie oh yeah Um, and then I watched uh, Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed starring Peter Cushing as Dr. Frankenstein and that brings us up to tonight yes it does so guys without further ado this is Ninja Zombie we'll be right back
1: your lover's dead I killed him I'm sorry but nothing can save you now what that food thing that you do, it keeps. Damn it. I can't believe I fell for that. Pulusi Bugumba.
0: And that was Ninja Zombie. Was
2: it
1: ever?
0: Oh, yeah. A, uh, a great... There, there was a lot more plot going in that film than I, uh, I anticipated. There was uh, some sacred relics... Uh, I just thought it was about a dude that gets killed and then comes back as an undead kung fu guy, but and it is about that. It is, yeah. but it's just not all. That's not yeah, the you only thing. It's to be
3: really simple, but it's not. No,
0: no, no. There's no, like there's, there's more layers. Because every time I'm watching, I, like, unfortunately, my my DVD player shows the um, the time remaining, which always bums me out, and I'm like, how can they fill another half hour here? And they did. Like the movie didn't really drag. There was some early dragging stuff, like when they they. Um, uh, the stuff in the boat in the water. Stuff in the boat. Yeah, dragged a little bit, but on the whole, like the movie moved. I mean, there was some stuff where we were talking about other things during it, but um, I don't know. I mean, know. the stuff in the boat was important. Yeah, so it was, like, it was that's character. Where he character, character building to her. What was her name again? Maddie? Maggie? 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 Maggie. So, so our. So it's, um, an easily,
3: it's an easily forgettable name. Yep.
0: Yeah. We should point out that our main character actually isn't Maggie or Jack, the uh, the uh, the titular ninja zombie. It is actually their friend. Assistant Professor Orlin Sands. Orlin Sands. He who won the best or won the award for worst name. Um, there are some pretty tricky names in this, too. What was the bad guy's name? Sark- uh,
2: like, Sisyphrine, but I think it's... Um... But they pronounce it like Sarkafark or something? <laughs> what did you say? Sarkophark? Uh Well, we thought it was Sisyphrine. Uh, I think it's Spithrachna? Oh, yeah. Spithrachna?
0: Spithrachna? Um Yeah, the rachna would make sense because he is the leader... Of the Red Spider Cult, and he yes. is a undead, also ninja, which is revealed at the end. He's got a uh,
2: uh, a tattoo on his face yes, of a red of a spider. spider, although it's clearly a uh, a drawn-on thing. Yes, clearly, yeah. clearly. And uh, with his mm-hmm. henchmen, as we found out during the credits, are, are all are the legs. Like leg one, leg two, leg three. The legs three. There's, of the spider. Eight of them, and mm-hmm. they're the legs of the spider. Yeah. So lots to chew on in this movie.
3: Way ahead of the curve on the face tattoo trend.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Which I I Take think. That, Post Malone. Oh my God. The face tattoo trend needs to go because, like, there's going to be some really, some people that are, like, applying for jobs in a couple years that are, like, yeah, I know I have this thing on my face, but if you just put me in a room where there's no windows, no one can see me. Like, (laughs) you know, it's going to, it's like, like, I'm working from home. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Because, like, uh, I
2: still think that the next (laughs) Yeah, It says murder over my Mm -hmm. uh, left eyebrow and uh, (laughs) not
0: in cursive. But, you know, I meant that, you know, in. I meant that, you know, as a uh, ironically, you know, like murder. Um, <laughs>
2: These teardrop tattoos. I'm just a sensitive guy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I do think that the big trend uh, after 2020 is going to be tattoo removal scars when everyone starts to hit their 50s and they're like.
2: I always thought it was going to be a, like uh, earlobe repairing uh, plastic surgery. Well, that's just you just
0: got to stitch it shut, man. Yeah. After the the spacers. So, after, so recently, uh, in the WWE, they did their Hell in a Cell uh, pay-per-view, which I don't really follow WWE much anymore because I watch the wonderful New Japan Pro Wrestling programming. Uh, by the way, congratulations, Kenny Omega, on retaining his championship against uh, two challengers last weekend, Cody Rhodes and uh, Kota Ibushi. Kenny um, Omega,
2: come on Death by Video.
1: Yeah,
0: that'd be great. But... Um, we're back sorry about for that, that we, had, we, had our, uh, we literally had our, our, uh, our wires tangled our wires crossed um, so anyways off of the face tattoo trend back to Ninja Zombie so we are introduced to our main character uh, is it first we introduced yeah he's basically walking alone he's walking what, alone This is Sans, he, uh, this is, or- is his name Orkin Orlin, Orlin Orlin so Orlin's walking alone down this like uh, this city street and he's gonna his catch, catch a broke bus. down he's got some money for the bus the bus passes him by um, you can't blame the bus driver. No, nope. no, no. Um, Orland's a
2: loser. He's a loser throughout the film.
0: Yeah, and it's just so weird that he is our protagonist, which it drives me nuts because every time I'm just like, okay, the movie's going to get going, and then he comes in and he's like, he moves in on his dead buddy's girl, who the buddy that he's resurrected as his own. Prote- it's this is ugh. discount Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. Anyways. Um so he is confronted by two guys who are trying to rob him, and then we, this is our introduction of our main villain, Suckerfurk um, who... Sissaphrin.
2: Who uh, who wears spurs. Who wears
0: spurs, and he kills the two guys, and the guy's like, oh, thanks. With guy, his spurs With somehow. his spurs. And, uh, Orlin is just like, oh, thanks. Uh, what can I do to repay you? And he's like, I will tell you when I need you. And you're just like, Okay. Um so then we cut ahead to um, um Bozo it, and his girlfriend. Bozo is, Bozo is actually... Jack. Jack the ninja zombie.
3: Jack kind looks like Jack Chase. 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 Kinda of looks like Rock Cuisine. Little bit, yeah. I will I'm not drop in
0: any
2: more Rock Cuisine
3: <laughs> but he does look a lot
2: like him. Um and but, um, and of course Maggie, who, mm-hmm. as we said, has a Kim Basinger thing going on. We yeah. realized going in that basically there's two main influences for this film. There's other. I, some... I would say there's way more. I would say the the, the two the major ones I think. Yeah. Well, are, for uh, the score alone is the is is the Tim Burton Tim da- Burton's Batman.
0: Yes. No. No. But for the score, so Danny Elfman's score gets gets
2: lifts from quite a bit in this some film some of the things like the yeah. motorcycle and as I said the the Kim Basinger like mm-hmm. girlfriend but I just think that was the style at the time yeah okay that's, the, that's the I would hair. argue yeah the crimped 90s here Um, and then also um, Indiana Jones and the last crusade but that's just for the for the, the what is it the 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 Goblet of Cup or
1: something
3: the, the, it, it's the Holy the, Grail
0: the, the Urn oh, of Prometheus the Urn of Prometheus yeah, that's the uh, yeah. the MacGuffin yeah, yeah. those
3: are both 89 movies too they both came out
0: in 1989 yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true but, and I think it was just because it's like choose the cup or whatever or where is the urn um, it grants you a mortal life. It, it yes, so if you drink wounds, the water from you know, it. Yeah, yeah, like I, I, I was going to point out, but I think there's way more because you've got the ninja gang, you've got the zombie, the obvious Night of the Living Dead. Yes, if and there's, they even insert a remake into the. Uh... So the the interesting thing is towards the end of the film, uh, when our hero Jack is underwater after uh, the evil Sickerfur tells him to. He gets control of him and tells him to, to take a, sh- a long walk off a short pier, even though the pier was, as you point out, not that short. But it was still short enough. Um, so he's at the bottom of the lake, and then these two old women are like getting, drinking beer by the lake while watching a portable television. And on it, they're watching what, what seems like Night of the Living Dead, but it's actually the director. Like, so Night of the Living Dead is th- theoretically, I don't think so much anymore. Theoretically, in public domain. So anytime characters in a movie or TV show were watching a movie, a scary movie, it tended to be scenes from Night of the Living Dead because they could throw it in there without having to pay royalties or worry about copyright. What this director did that I was really impressed with is that he reshot certain scenes, but with two guys, two like very catty gentlemen, um, and yes, they called yeah. it Night of the Raging Dead. And it was just like, they kind of poked fun, and I was like, oh, that's so clever and smart to like, you think you're gonna watch Night of the Living Dead, but then it's something else. Um, but yeah, back to the, back to the film. Uh, so yeah,
2: they're, they're uh, Maggie and Jack chase mm-hmm. are in a boat. Yes, uh, she calls him Bozo. It's very cute. He proposes,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, just after he proposes good old Orlan shows up and he's like man Jack you gotta help me this guy's after me I think he's around me and he just sent me a note and they open up the note and it says soon soon I love it
2: written in blood or something yeah. or just red marker
0: and literally it was soon because there was a henchman right behind him <laughs> uh, this is like one of the first great appearances from out of
2: nowhere
3: it's the animal memes I, oh, I, yeah. <laughs>
2: I love the idea of the henchman mm-hmm. just like waiting for him to open the letter just like <laughs> okay okay
1: well
0: i lo- it's like that scene in uh, arrested development when uh, the character of tony wonder is like hiding in a, uh, yep. in, a in a dumb way to be like okay and he's like now they're gonna say wonder and i'll pop out like i just love it like there's the henchman just hiding back like okay he's reaching into his pocket he's taking out the note he's talking to his friend shut the hell up just open the goddamn note i'm tired of being crouched up in this tree my legs are cramping then they open up the note it says, soon. What do you think that means? No! Oh! And, you know, <laughs> he goes in and does it. There's it appears, a yeah. there's a light fight scene. It's not one of the better fight scenes in the film. We learned early on, because I assumed the the actor that played Jack would have been, like, a local martial artist that the director knew. But it turns out he was just an actor. And He could do, do a high kick. He could do a high kick, yeah, in some jeans. So that's impressive. Um, so he fights off the bad guy. The bad guy, you know, walks away. And then that's when Circaferk shows up. And he... <laughs> Circaferk. Uh, he, uh... He shows up, and uh, we're going to remember his name eventually. So,
2: Circafric is basically an- another Batman yeah. thing. He's basically Joker in Batman. He's a uh, like a prankster demon type
1: yeah, character. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Although he's trying to like find the, the, the gray urn so he can drink the water, too. And the urn looks like something you would buy at Walmart or Kmart. It probably was yeah. purchased there. Um. So then, when Circafric shows up, he uh,
2: he stabs Jack we, we find out that he wants yeah. the urn This is yeah.
0: this is his plot The urn of, of Perseus or
2: Prome- The Prometheus. urn of Prometheus
0: The urn of Prometheus, sorry, I'm getting all my details wrong um, And it turns out that Orlin his, He's the assistant professor And the actual professor is on a dig somewhere right now Trying to locate that very urn Which is why he reached out to Orlin in the first place Because
2: so, oh, Orlin was about to be We well, forgot about that After he, the bus passes him by Oh, he's about to be killed because he yeah, didn't the, have the, the, money the two to, yeah. the two thugs come out. He's mm-hmm. like, my day couldn't get any worse. Bus passed me by, and then these two thugs come out of the shadows mm-hmm. and um, take him down an alley. And uh, they're all like, we're gonna cut you we're up, yeah, cut closed you. closed casket. How about mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Um, and then they're murdered by um, by Circleverk. with his boot spurs. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Somehow. And. Um, so so Mac- he's like you owe me one mm-hmm. and then he comes like the next day yeah, to-, to get
0: to, to take his uh, his uh, his debt so Jack is killed by Circaferk with a sword and then Circaferk kills his own the tall goon. blonde
2: ponytail henchman yep. yes
0: and he takes um, Orlin with him to the thing Maggie sees that Jack is dead it's very sad um and then oh no no it's it's not now when he takes orlin it's later on so orlin realizes that he is in trouble and nothing can protect him so as he's leaving the funeral for jack he finds a a um, a pamphlet on a on a on a car on windshield his car, which says need trouble what was it like super psychic spiritual helper uh, oh yeah, Brother, Brother banjo. banjo. Super psychic results. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love Brother Banjo. So like they go he goes to a tennis club where a character who we don't know is Brother Banjo, but who he is He never wields a banjo, by the way, he never plays a banjo. No, but anyway, he, but he, he, he certainly
3: drinks he, he, a lot of Gatorade though.
0: He does, yeah.
2: He
3: drinks a
0: Gatorade in one scene and he, he plays the only scene he's in. He serves a mean he's in two scenes. That's right. He ser- three actually. He serves a mean, you know, topspin on his um, on his tennis uh, as he's doing his serving. Um, and so... He can make the ball disappear. I, I love... They did this trick where it's like, okay, well you're, if you want to contact Brother Banjo, you need to like repeat these words and count to five with your eyes closed. So the guy counts to five with his eyes closed and then he opens up his eyes and he's like... Oh, I got screwed again, and then he turns around, and the guy who was playing tennis is just standing behind him. Granted, they were on the other side of a chain link fence, so it would have been like a he would have been out of breath to run around and get behind him and be like, "Ha ha, I've appeared!" That's <laughs> basically is the, what he the did. Power of my magic, and he's like, "I'm Brother Banjo." So then, uh, Brother Banjo fixes up his car, and they go to the graveyard, and they dig up his friend.
2: Brother Brother Banjo a weird character too. Yeah. right. He's like. He, he's like the he's like he's the mystical sp- negro type art yeah. like archetype trope. but 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 he comes off as like basically as i he, said a black rob cordry and
0: he doesn't give him any like real help he just kind of like mocks him the entire time <laughs> and
2: takes his money like that's the thing before he gets to do that magic
0: trick who runs around behind him he's like how much money you got on you he's like i don't know 60 bucks he's like okay take it i'll take that and then just before he um he resurrects jack he takes more money from him then they go to the graveyard he's like, okay, again, you have to, like, close your eyes. They dig up Jack, first of all. And, like, by the way, Orlin is totally cool digging up his best friend's corpse and just carrying him around. And then he lays him down while he's facing east. And he's like, okay, you got to say those, those words. Did you write down the words? Yes, I did. What are they? A Lucy Bagumba. Alucy Bagumba. Um, nice. Um, and uh, he opens up his eyes and, like, brother banjo is gone and the corpse isn't there and he's like oh man i got duped again and then behind him (laughs) i had to dig up my old friend for nothing and then behind him is the corpse of jack wearing a Uh, suit yes now
2: zombified yes
0: now uh i think uh what we should point out is that he
3: gets like the Danzig makeover yeah yeah he does yeah yeah
2: he's Uh, he's wearing a suit and he's like you don't look so scary in a suit and and then then he he has like this leather gear he dumps out (laughs) from a paper bag he dumps out this like this like you know you called it like we bought it from the gimp shop
0: chance to go to the gimp store um so yeah he's wearing like you know black jeans leather boots and a leather vest with no shirt so he's in full-on danzig mode and he uh they start training but then some ninjas show up and this is when they kidnap orlin and they do this great thing so he fights off the ninjas or the the legs of the spider as they are and the one sp- like leg of the spider has this brilliant idea I'm going to throw my side his boot and so there's this great scene where they throw the side it sticks into uh, J- Zombie Jack's boot and he's stuck there and he can't move so he just kind of walks in a circle
3: that's not until like they try and impale him with sp-
0: yeah yeah they, they like stick a stick in him they do all kinds of like they try to fight him it doesn't work that's the last ditch effort and I think it's more of an accident than anything else um, so and then Zombie
3: Jack's just too inept to figure out how to get Yeah, himself.
0: well Zombie Jack it's interesting with Zombie Jack because he is under the control of Orlan or whoever has that ring that used to be understood Whoever finger. has the ring. But yep.
2: then Hey, the guy read Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he also influence. he also read Lord of the Rings, yes. Yeah, I actually
0: think Peter Jackson probably watched this film and took inspiration for uh for his uh
2: Oh, most adaptation. likely. Yeah. That and uh who who we also uh
0: uh, the old boy guy. Yeah, Chan Park Wook. Yeah. Although the interesting thing is that the film again had not been released until yesterday.
2: So it was very hard for them to yes, get, get yes. their hands on these prints. Yeah.
0: yeah, incredibly hard. But uh so then uh Sirkirk is has um Orlin at his place. This is where he feeds him the the evil egg that allows Cirque to control him. A red spider egg, as yeah. we're told. Exactly. So he trains so guys, take it away from me there. I'm like I'm kind of tired of talking right now.
2: Uh oh, well, that's when we get to see the toy castle exterior oh, too. Oh, that right? was nice cuz I
0: was take like them to. that's a toy castle and then cut to the inside of a room and it's it's brick wallpaper, which I love it cuz like there's a scene later on where the guys riding up in a in a, on a not even on a motorcycle, but on a, on a trike, a, and a, a trike, a motor trike, a motor trike, and I'm just like, he's got to bust through the wall because you just hear hear the engine. Rubbing, was that rubbing,
3: until like a bit later on in the movie that, that was way later yeah. on in the movie.
0: I know. I'm just remembering it now and loving it. <laughs> so he busts. I, we
3: totally call the two. He's right. gonna he's
0: gonna bust through the wall, and then he does it, and it like it exposes that it's um it's brick wallpaper.
2: Which but I like. yeah, so they uh, they feed the red spider eggs to um Orlin. Yep. And that uh places him under control of Sisyphus mm-hmm. uh, sugar Whatever his name is. Yeah. Um places him under his control and now because he controls Orlin and Orlan controls the uh the zombie, zombie or, or the Zumbe. Zumbifi has- Zoom, yeah bibby. circuit
0: fork has some really interesting ways of, of, of pronouncing words. so well because oh, we learned he's 317 years old yeah. so this is
2: like some old world exactly um, like like they call mystical. zombies Zufifis, yeah. and like <laughs> i love it Ugh. um so the then that places <clears throat> zombie jack under his control by proxy of Orlin. yes um and so then he he's like all right i'm gonna phone up my professor friend who is in the desert? Who's in the desert? And
0: I love the fact that, like, the desert has the the desert. The the professor has a phone next to him on a table right outdoors out there in, the in the desert, in the middle of nowhere. So and like it's it's presented as if they're like in Egypt or Africa or something, and then it turns out later on when they go to actually like rob the the dig site, no, they're just like down the street. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like everybody goes there. Like it's so Well, because bizarre. even like in the dialogue he's like, "Well, we got to get this across border security and stuff like that and get yeah. it back to the states." Mhm. Um, but the um they found that so that his professor friend did indeed find the urn of Prometheus. Yeah. is pretty unconcerned about it. Thinks it's just a bunch of hoo-ha.
0: Well, I know the professor friend is like, "Ah, it's supposed to have some magical powers, but I'll never figure it out." <laughs> Guys, awesome.
3: Yeah, like the least curious professor ever.
0: Yeah, we just found a nice piece of pottery. Just gonna stick it in the museum. Sweet.
3: Never, yeah, looks like it's from yeah. Byway. Cool.
2: But it does look like it's from Byway. Oh, Byway. So um, I don't know how many scenes later, but we uh, we get to the. Uh, he he's trying to fight his, his <laughs> he urges. Is, yeah, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's at home and he's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's it's at this it's at the scene
0: when they raid the the site that. Um, What's his face? Um, finally, like, gets him, like, I gotta get this egg out of me. And then Zombie Jack sticks his fingers down his throat and makes him puke it up. Um, and that's when they're like, okay, you have to take this urn and hide well, it. like, first kill the... Kill kill the bad guys. Kill the bad guys. And he does. This Most is, of them, anyway. This is the a scene, few of
2: the legs scurry away. But.
0: Yeah. This is the scene where the guy rips off another guy's arm and then uses it as a weapon against all the other guys there. That was pretty sweet. That is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, and uh, then he gives... Then uh, Orlin gives... A zombie jack the urn and says hide it somewhere where I won't know where to look for it uh, which pays off in a Videodrome homage at the end of the film yes um, and um, at least we assume it's an homage it could just be something where this guy's like I've got the brilliant idea no one's ever done this before and then he catches you know Videodrome on City TV a couple weeks later and he's like "Ah,
2: <laughs> I've got uh, there's a well we'll get there we'll get there mm-hmm. when we get there Um, bit of a plot hole here surprise surprise
0: yes um so at this point um oh yeah this is when the uh so all the 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 legs of the spider are dead except for one and uh these are the henchmen again the legs of the spider are the henchmen of the red spider cult that Circaferk is the leader of um so then and he
2: kills some of his own henchmen like yeah just out of of fun yeah whatever um, so then he dispatches. Sort of like Jack Nicholson shooting. Uh...
0: Oh, what's his name? Is his name no, not Jack. What's what's the name of that, that guy? Jack Napier's Joker. I know, but that character is played by. Uh, He's
2: like you're my number one guy. By uh... Jack Palance?
0: No no no, 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 no. No, that is Jack
2: Palance, but uh, his his henchman, who's played by the guy from
0: Repo Man, Tracy yeah. Tracy Walter. Tracy, Tracy Walter,
2: yeah. Who Joker just later shoots? Yeah. Just kind of offhandedly. Yeah,
0: she's like, yeah. like. Oh, he goes because uh, he goes to him like earlier in the film he goes like I'm gonna say Frank Frank gun Frank hands him a gun he shoots a guy and then later on in the movie he goes Frank gun Frank like hands him a gun 20 inch
3: barrel yeah. no, no, no 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 no
0: this is different Frank gun and then the the guy Frank gives him the gun and then he shoots Frank dead yes. it was a really good scene um, I haven't seen that in forever that, uh, I know Batman in 1989 19- yeah. it's weird when you go back and watch it now compared to like cause I watched it just um, a murder happy Batman after yeah. <laughs> kind of okay with it <laughs> very no it's just a weird, very strange movie because it's clearly like this isn't set in reality you know there's not you know garth
2: goth garthic gothic architecture like on top of modern day skyscrapers yeah well, it's it's basically gotham in some weird time zone where it's like 1930s but also modern day
0: yeah something like that
2: which is i like um, it. i like the aesthetic
0: yeah um so where were we oh yeah so i think this is when so um Orland, which we don't really pick up on, is trying to move in on Maggie. Oh yeah, hard so they core. have this like they go out to this picnic where it's do-it-yourself peanut butter and jam on white bread. Um, <laughs> yeah, they basically just have a loaf of <laughs> a Wonder little, bread, little bread. Yeah, and, and some jam. And she Nothing like, else. and she's like, can you hand me the jam? And then Zombie Jack from off-screen hands her the jam, and she doesn't look. And like Orlin is like waving his hands like, go away, go away, go away. And she's like, I still think that like i can feel him behind me and you see jack's hand like kind of caressing her hair and then he's like men's room and uh she's like what and orland's like i have to go to the men's room so they go to the men's room and this is where they get attacked by the the best goon i guess of the spider cult yeah the the strongest leg yeah and in this oh that's that's just my the garbage going down guys so we're at the old abandoned uh the, my old store. abandoned apartment yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we've dropped that whole context except when we need it um so they uh what is it oh, oh. yeah so the, yeah there's the fight so
2: this is where did, did we miss the zombie training montage
0: we did yeah yeah that was that, pretty that sweet was, that was good that was and that was short too it was like a minute because i was like this is gonna be awesome and then it's like oh it's already over okay he learns how to use nunchucks he can use a stick which he never uses he no. never uses the nunchucks no. in I battle i nunchucks but never use it you know. Yeah, check
3: off We hate movies. Did a joke about that on the episode mm-hmm. they did on the wizard, where it's like check off skateboard because like Fred Savage yeah. carries around a skateboard the whole movie, but never, never uses, uses it. it.
2: Yeah, oh that's true. Mm-hmm. Man, it's been so long since right. I've seen because because that's what cool kids in the eighties did. They
3: skateboard. Totally, yeah,
2: that one. Had, that's another Christian Slater
0: joint. I
1: forgot he mm-hmm. yes. that.
0: Oh, Christian Slater. Oh yeah, I really want to rewatch like True Romance. Yeah, yep. that's right.
2: Mm-hmm. Young Jenny Lewis. Yeah, and I I think um Oh Bridges. Bo Bridges, but also, um, isn't the guy from, uh, Home Alone in there? No, maybe he's not. No. No.
0: You know who I'm talking about, though? Macaulay Culkin?
2: No. The wet bandit that's not Joe Pesci. Why can't I think of his name? Daniel Stern, Stern, no. No, No, it's not Daniel
0: Stern. No, there's another guy playing a very Daniel Stern character. The guy pursuing him, yeah, he's a very Daniel Stern character. Um... But back to the movie we watched tonight ninja zombie um, so at this point they're like doing all that so in the men's room there's a fight between um, between zombie Jack and the main henchman of uh, of circaferk and at this point this is when uh, the it turns out it's revealed that it's the ring uh, the engagement ring the that, ring of power that zombie Jack had that uh, Orlin is using Orlin 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 is using... You keep to, on forgetting this man's name. I know. Name. I say it and then I'm like,
3: I don't think that's it's quite right. I name to remember, too. No, because it, sounds, fairness, it yeah.
0: sounds like you're misspeaking when you say it. It's like, I'm sorry, your name is Orlin? No, no, no. It's David. Oh. <laughs> oh. That makes <laughs> way, way, way more off. sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, Orlin? No, Alex. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so um, this is where we reveal that it's the wedding ring or the engagement ring of zombie Jack that Orlin is using to control him, and the henchman gets the ring. Now, right after this, um, uh, Orlin drives Maggie home, and out of the blue, he's just like, Listen. she's like, man, I just still feel Zach all, Jack all around me. I feel like he's still watching over me. I can't let him go. And, he, and Orlin's like, but we have to move forward. Now he makes it move. Will, and then yeah. he just lunges at her, and you're like, dude, you did not read the room at all. Like, and she's like, "What are you doing?" Like, and and she and he's like, "What? You mean we're not going to be together?" And she's like, "No." And then, um, and then uh, because uh, you see, zombie yeah.
3: Jack in the background,
0: yeah, like literally, like hiding behind a tree, pining for her.
3: So, and, like, yeah, he's becoming very autonomous, and and yeah, New Orleans doesn't have his ring. He I know.
0: but this is when bad guy gets his ring. So at this mm-hmm. point, they use they use zombie Jack to capture. Uh, Orlin and bring him to uh, Cirqueferk's lair, and then oh no, he goes back to the men's room to look for the ring that he has dropped. And this is where yes, this is where Zombie Jack goes and like punches Orlin in the face, and then uses the blood from his nosebleed to write. I, I saw. So- ha- I, I have, have her, her yeah. yeah, on in blood because the the evil members of the cult <coughs> grabbed her and and uh, dragged her to the thing. So Orlin goes there and this is when there's that infamous line of like, I have no more use for you anymore, take a long walk off a short pier. Uh, and at this point, Orlin gets leeches put on him, which is gross. It is a very gross scene that I think all of us kind of went eugh.
3: Yeah, because it's a very squeers thing. And yeah. Like The leeches are stuck to his chest here on top of that. Mm-hmm.
0: And like when he pulls them off, they got a great sound. Um, so it's
3: one of the rare moments of inspired sound design in this movie
0: yeah like I, I think like that's the thing like I like this one because it's it's smart enough to know what it is and it's also smart enough to every now and then just throw a little little something at you oh you didn't need to do that Kit just gave me I'm trying to, to stop drinking uh, for a little bit but Kit gave me some glorious pumpkin ale from the wonderful brewers at Great Lakes Brewery I'm gonna take a quick sip mmm pumpkin eat yeah. This is actually the only pumpkin ale I like. It's not bad, right? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not that normal. It
3: really is the only good one, yeah. yeah. Says on the pumps which is also great lakes, but mm-hmm. they are the only ones that have figured out the science of pumpkin, oh, pumpkin
0: beer? beer.
2: Yeah. The yeah. Just enough spice, not too much. It's
3: mm-hmm. a little hint,
2: hint. Um so
0: where were we then? Oh, so this is we're getting towards our climax. Um and this is where after being tortured uh, Orlin reveals, "Hey, by the way, I told Zombie Jack to take the urn and put it where I wouldn't know." And all of a sudden, circaferks like, "Oh, that's smart,"
2: and then calls him back. Yeah, so he calls calls him back. Well, it's it's strange because then they also he starts also threatening uh, Maggie yeah. in a very disturbing way.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a hot poker and
2: they kind of they kind of spread, spread her legs, legs open a little and bit. You you get the idea.
0: Yeah, but they, did it, they didn't They did do it in, like, a very... It didn't go to re- reanimator levels of, like, you know, what happened in that film.
3: They haphazardly use a plank to separate her legs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What were you going to say, Kit? Well, I was uh, just going to say I'd never seen reanimator, so... There's a, a severed head Ooh. that performs head. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Anyways, um... So back to this film. So our zombie hero is back, and the whole time he's fighting the control of the ring. And you see, he's getting slightly more self-aware, slightly more self-control over his his oh, wait, body.
2: We we missed the bit where he comes out of the
0: lake, comes out of the, and the lake. scares oh, the yeah. two ladies. So the two ladies that are watching the Night of the Living Dead remake, the made by Night the, director, of the Night, Dead Night of the Raging Dead, raging yeah, Dead someone, which I yeah. love. That so smart. So as there's the famous dialogue from Night of the Living Dead, like, "Look, there comes one of him now." He's getting closer. I'm going to make a break for it. He's coming to get you, Barbara. Like we see in the distance zombie Jack emerging from the lake. I still have that fist pump out of the lake. That's yeah, that's There's a pretty so good. So many great. Director must have loved that. Yeah, I was like,
1: oh, "I'm
2: hit gold."
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm stealing it from a movie.
2: I don't care where. Um I'm sure it's out of a movie. Before. Like in yeah. um I think
3: Deliverance,
2: didn't they do that in the movie Deliverance maybe?
3: I don't. In a so. weird
2: kind of ending, like ah, hand out of the water. I was
3: surprised that Jason never did it. Yeah, he didn't.
2: He never fist pump. Definitely in the in the I think in the poster for Deliverance. <laughs> yeah, it's the gun out of the water. Yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, But no, it's not the fist pump. Not like yeah, we did it, Deliverance. <laughs> we <laughs> taking, were delivered, taking care of business. <laughs> the end theme of Deliverance, taking care of business. <laughs> <laughs> why Bachman Turner Overdrive? Uh, this one is a great end song, too. I'm gonna to try and find it to put on it's called ninja zombie And it's it's a banger like I as soon, oh, as, yeah. it, as, soon as it kicked
2: in we were all like yeah um, I love the it film when they end. used to make songs for the yeah, although apparently in the new venom film the, uh, the, the, the Credit song is just Eminem singing about venom what it's like to be venom
3: This makes have you ever been discriminated against? <laughs> I have <laughs>
0: Uh, Is is a there's gotta be like for that song by Eminem it's gotta be there's gotta be at least one verse where it's like This makes no sense cuz spider-man's not here.
2: (laughs) I Hear Venom's not terrible the weird thing is I think really yeah, that's what some people have been saying It's like it's actually not bad. Here's the thing um, Critics don't like it. There was a, there was a
0: discussion about it on the Ringer podcast where they talked about Venom, the whole controversy over Venom versus A Star Is Born, which is so weird and crazy. That
2: the Lady Gaga fans were, were like, to, were like trying to like, and I don't posting, think they
0: have to because posting fake accounts saying like, man, I love the Marvel movies, but Venom, yeesh! It's like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like.
0: <laughs> Uh, It was so good. Nobody likes that Venom guy. (laughs) It's like, I'm gonna go see a Star is Born instead. That'll totally Satiate (laughs) me until Avengers
2: Infinite War part two.
0: Um, I
3: read one or two defenses of it as like a good bad movie. I've
2: heard that too. Yeah That's what Um, I think people are saying is like it's fun to watch actually
3: the, the interesting
0: thing is that so David Schumacher the The reviewer said he actually went to go see both it and they said because the hype for a Star is Born was so high and the anti-hype for Venom was like, the ex- expectations for Venom were so low, was that he was pleasantly surprised. He's like, it's a fun movie. And they're like, you mean fun in a bad way? He's like, no, it's just, it's, it's a fun movie where like, I hate to say it's it, every, cause every superhero movie now needs to be big and momentous. And he's like, this is just about a dude that has an alien living inside of him. <laughs> like, and that that's kind chestnut, of, that'll, yeah. that you know, it's like, what if alien became a comedy? Maybe, um, maybe we'll do it on the pod. Maybe when it comes out on video. Mm, we'll see. And things still do get released on video, because otherwise this wouldn't be called death by video. That's right,
3: yeah. Um, death by VOD.
0: Ugh. <laughs> no, but that's, that's video on demand. Yes. Yeah, it's still it's still there. Death by
2: video on demand. Um, how, how do you define video anyway? What is video? What is the definition <laughs> of Video it's it used isn't well, that just a visual
0: yes, medium? yes because the interesting thing is that the term video has been around for a lot longer than we it. we always associate it with video tape yeah um, but it actually preceded it in fact Bela, Lago- Bela Lugosi Bela Lugosi <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk anymore Bela Lugosi starred in a film called Captain Video which was about which was a horror film about uh, this guy called Captain who used the power of video because it was all going through the airwaves and stuff um... I don't know. I don't know the true meaning, which is why I think like our, our podcast can get away with being called "Death by Video" when we don't actually watch video tapes and well, some like films
2: DVDs. Do, I, I know it's contested. Digital, digital versatile disc.
0: Yeah, okay. a lot you of people saw
2: that's video. the
3: video disc. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. People people said digital video disc. It was always digital versatile disc because it was all it was initially developed as a storage medium ah. for like uh, for, because like CDs like had a had a maximum of like seven hundred and seventy megabytes or something, whereas DVDs have like a one point four Gigabyte limit, I think.
2: Yep, from what I, I think I recall. that's about right. I know, because I would always be like, oh crap, my video file is too big, too big. Um, Y'all remember <laughs> those DVDs that were like, you had to flip them? Oh, they were the worst. The worst, yeah. Yep.
3: <laughs> um, the pen and skin side.
2: Yeah. Oh, or sometimes it would just be like, oh, this this movie's too big to
3: fit yeah. on one day. Oh yeah, well, yeah like in the early yeah. days, I think
0: Heat was like that. I think Goodfellas yeah. was like that. It was like you have to flip some, the disc some, over.
3: Some of the early Cassavetes releases, yeah, Criterion, yeah.
0: Yeesh, those anyway, weren't the days. We digress. Yeah, thank God for Blu-ray and VHS, which we have still we still have a fine selection here at the video
2: store. Every now and then you'll go into BMV and you'll see some HD DVDs and you're like, oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, the <laughs> the great the great Microsoft backed the wrong horse there. Yeah. Sony won.
0: Finally, they lost. (laughs) They lost the beta war, but they won the the disc war. But I think we all lost the disc war.
3: The original Daredevil on HD (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: what they
0: have. Kill
2: Bill was on HD
0: DVD. I was um, was
2: working at Blockbuster during the brief period where it would be titles would be exclusive. Yeah, um, because
0: I think it was like Paramount and Warner Brothers went HD DVD, and then Sony initially there was like more split and then like i think only paramount was the last one left and then they just like threw up their hands just, like we're done yep no we're done sony wins yeah although apparently in this case hdb was a better higher quality that's um, what people said but yeah.
2: it was like the Betamax, like so The Betamax situation situation yeah. if, if it had actually just come in the xbox mm-hmm. as standard then then it would have taken off but they yep. were like you have to buy a separate machine yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody wanted to
0: do that no no um yeah, but it's unfortunate. But, I mean, it's not because now we have a standard. Because, like, now my, my PS4 plays Blu-rays, my Blu-ray player plays Blu-rays. Computers don't play Blu-rays. It's a good
2: thing that your Blu-ray player plays Blu-rays. Yeah. It would be very disappointing if it didn't.
0: My Blu-ray player actually plays beta tapes. <laughs> um, it's Sony's Last
2: Revenge is actually the the line that it's It only called. plays CD-ROMs for some reason. Yeah,
0: Or VCDs we never really had VCDs in North America that was more of an Asian thing because I remember watching A Better Tomorrow Part 3 on VCD and I was like what's a VCD it's like it's a movie on a CD I'm like well this is going to look awful <laughs> and we watched it and I'm like yep yeah, <laughs> yep.
1: yep
2: oh that pixelation um, so back to this movie where were we uh, I think we've gotten to the, the final scene mm-hmm. um, so they summon a jack he comes Mm -hmm. he roars through on his motorcycle Uh, which is a big hero moment like it kind of like this is the batman with the batman music swells the danny elfman-esque
0: yeah yeah, exactly danny It's so close like i don't it's it's off by a hair it's like (laughs) so like when we were doing karaoke last week me and kit but spoiler me and kit did karaoke with some other people yeah it was a birthday party yeah it went okay yeah (laughs) i did rocket man twice um that's correct um in the William Shatner form, which is they the only way to do it. Um, I noticed I'm like because like some of my singing I'm like this sounds really terrible, but I'm like this is also my singing sounded terrible.
2: But also the karaoke but the was karaoke off. The karaoke was, a was note. off. I'm like yeah. this
0: isn't a different key. The notes are off. It's not quite that song. Um, so and like in this like it's just slightly off by here. It's kind of like in Reanimator about Reanimator. The score for Reanimator is essentially there's a lot of homages to the score from Psycho. Um, as is, if you remember the film, um, what's the film that Harrison Ford played? It was kind of like Harrison Ford's finally playing a bad guy, and it was a kind of a horror movie. What Lies Beneath? What Lies Beneath, yeah. Oh, never saw that. In that, they also reference the, the, the Psycho score, but they do it as an homage. I watched it in my horror movie class in university.
2: Remember that Harrison Ford briefly plays a bad guy in Temple of Doom? Yes. When Indiana and Jones gets controlled. And regarding Harry. Oh. Yes, Henry. he's, Reg- a, dick. Hen- he's Henry. a dick at the, at the start of yep. the movie. Yeah,
0: yep. yeah, yeah back when he has his hair slicked back and then he loses his mind and his hair gets all Harrison 40. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so this is the main big end fight scene. A lot of stuff goes on here. Um, there's a great moment where uh, Circaferk puts on the ring of of Jack and Jack bites his finger
2: off and then... Uh, he Frodo yeah. Baggins him. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we find out that the urn, how the urn works. Yeah, you pour water in it. Which, and this was my plot hole, mm-hmm. although it's silly. Okay, go for it. Um, so, Jack had the urn inside him, and he was completely submerged in lake water. So you'd think the urn oh would my have God. rejuvenated That's him? That's
0: really good, Kit. Good but for you. That's smart. Nope. <laughs> no. Because guess what, Kit? We needed to have that fight scene at the end. Yes, we did, yeah. The plot could not get in the way of the movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a great quote by Joe Bob Briggs, the um, the redneck film reviewer, who who uh, who's quite good. He says, like some movies there's not a whole lot of plot to get in the way of them so this is this is not one of those movies there's like a lot of plot going on in this one um, oh, we should also point out that at this point you think that there'd be
3: more plot yeah. holes in Ninja Zombie but there aren't no, no that it's, it's one pretty, big one and that's that, about it yeah
0: yeah. the film knows what it is and it's pretty smart about being what it is uh, you know a, a Ninja Zombie film shot on Super 8 in 1992 finished on Beta SP and then released 25 years later (laughs) Um, they knew exactly what they're doing Um, where was I oh right so Maggie gets killed so one of the last things that happens is
2: yeah we um, think we think uh, Sisyphus is done for for, yeah is done for because um, he gets the finger bitten off him. Yeah, and oh, he tears off his face. We forgot about that, weird, that yeah This is that yeah. weird prostitute scene. Yeah, which uh, which happened. So there's, a, there's like
0: a, 15 minutes earlier. There's a prostitute that Cirque has in his dungeon. Who Randomly, is, who is totally cool with being there. Not like this isn't all at all weird.
2: She's like, you give me the money, I'll do whatever you
0: want. Yep. And so he gives her the money, and then he peels off his skin, and then she screams, and I'm like, why did he give her the money? It's also a... why did you need to get a prostitute to like murder <laughs> you could have just grabbed someone off the street we see like, her dead
2: body later yeah, in the film as a in, little jump scare
0: yeah covered but... in, uh, in uh, cobwebs when Maggie is like trying to escape um so one of the last things Circaferk does is he stabs Maggie because he's a jerk and then uh oh we should say the hiding place that, that jack chose you kind of revealed the kit is inside of himself this is the uh the video drum homage because like oh right, like, where is right. it he's, so, he's like, he, hidden
2: the urn inside of his yes bo- there's a slit inside of his body Be, because that's mm-hmm. how he was killed at the exactly he, in got the stabbed in he the, was stabbed in the gut in the gut
0: yep yeah. um so he pulls out the urn um, Which and, has
2: stitching too, like as yeah, like say. he
0: stitched it closed. Yeah, oh, I guess
2: the uh, the the morgue.
0: Yeah, um, guy would have stitched um, it, but, you, the but, mortician but would have cut, him cut up. through it to to put the urn in there. Yeah, so
2: I guess he stitched it back up. Mm-hmm.
0: He's a neat guy. Yep. Um, so he does all that, and then so Maggie is killed by Circaferk, who stabs her after they have. So they have a big epic fist fight,
2: knife fight, sword fight and then more fist fight and then kick fight. As you pointed out, they're they're considered enough that when one yeah. has to turn his back to pick up the sword. They let him do it. Yeah, there's just a lot like, of like, all right, I'll wait.
0: like yeah, so it's a one fair po- duel. Yeah, at one point <laughs> has a sword and Zombie Jack doesn't and Zombie Jack turns around, doesn't face him, bends down slowly, <laughs> picks up his sword and Circaferc just like, "No, no, get your sword. Get your sword. We're going to do this the right way. No I don't take any pleasure in winning easily. <laughs> um, so, Circaferk has the urn, he's got water in it, he's gonna drink from it and become human again and live forever. And, uh, Zombie Jack who, there's, there's a plot line throughout the movie where Zombie Jack can't shoot. Like, everything else he's good at but like shooting a gun, he like misses bottles on a fence he misses the pottery
2: yeah they try it once
0: yeah but then when there's the scene where they when they raid the uh the archaeological dig he tries to shoot again and and misses and it's right in front of him but this time he hits it and so at this point the water leaks through the jar or the urn down onto the hand and circle hand becomes human again he's like i can feel i can feel the water i can feel the fire oh no because they say dead flat dead dna and living skin cannot coexist so he bursts in the flames and dies
3: it's an awkward transition yeah but
0: and i i told you that was mm-hmm. going to come back too like yeah. where where he's when he like, says like burn in hell, like when she says i
2: hope you burn in hell and he's like i don't burn easy I'm like that's gonna come back to haunt him. very easy
0: yeah <laughs> i know again the music
3: foreshadowing yeah <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so then um so then it's very sad now because you know maggie is dead zombie jack goes over kneels down holds her in his arms coming out of her mouth mouth. he puts the the ring that was used to control him on her finger she comes back to life yep and there's a great scene also where orlin who's chained up at this point like he's in you know in uh in chains against a wall like you are in a in a dungeon and he's like hey jack let me go and then they just keep on walking and he's like wait no seriously like let me let me down and they don't so like I like to think that in the world of the movie that Orlin <laughs> starves to death in the dungeon because well, no one lets him go. Z-
2: uh, Ninja Zombie 2 would
0: be yeah. uh, oh,
3: totally, yeah.
2: Orlin's revenge. There's yeah. another great scene while they're fighting while yeah. uh, Sisyphus and Jack are fighting and mm-hmm. Orlin is chained up. Yeah. Um, and Sisyphus kind of gets backed back towards Jack, um, Orlin a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he just... Cheap shots Orlin right
3: in oh, the yeah. stomach. <laughs> so, yeah, so
2: Sircifurc, um or as, as
0: Kit calls him, Sisyphus. Circafork. Um, Spithrachna Spith, is his actual sp- yeah, name. sorry, Spithrachna. We're screwing up. Yeah, so Spithrachna is in a fight with Zombie Jack, and, like, he winds up next to Orlin and just, you know, Gives him a little gut shot. Like, I just thought, like, it's a little, like... The look on uh, Orlin's face, too, is like, what? Come on. It's kind of like if you're, like, walking down the hall and your buddy just, like, you know, gives you a quick, like, punch in the gut, like, out of nowhere in high school. And you're like, what the hell? (laughs) Not cool, man. Yeah. We're walking down the hallway here. Come on. Now I'm bent over and about to puke up my pizza. Um... So the film ends with Zombie Jack and I guess Zombie Maggie walking down. Into the crypt. The, to the crypt.
2: The smoke or fog
0: filled yeah. crypt. So this, this earlier in the film, uh, Zombie Jack goes into a crypt and like. They oh, open the door a, and just like it's, smoke It's the one out. crypt with a fog machine in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really sets the mood, you know, for anyone trying to get in there. No so wonder be, going, uh, the, the director picked it yeah. and it had a fog machine already in there. So Maggie goes in and then Zombie Jack turns around, faces the camera from very far away, I should say. Um and cut to credits in that awesome ninja zombie theme song it's the so good the a
3: heavy ni- yeah. ninja zombie theme song I know
2: so a lot of the music in this movie was pretty good even the, 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 the stuff the that the was aping Batman uh, stuff, yeah. Tim Burton but then there was some like some heavy, like, faux heavy metal stuff, type yeah. stuff, yeah.
0: Well, I think the, the Beat Monkeys are the name of the band that provided all the, the songs. The Beat Monkeys, that's right. They were, I love
2: that name. Yeah, and they, like, because, like,
0: every every time, like, a car would go by and they'd be blasting a song, we'd all be like, yeah! Like, this is this <laughs> this is this is the moment we've been waiting for, for, like, it to kick into this stuff. We need a vinyl
3: release of the soundtrack.
0: I know. Yeah. Let me start... Uh, fans, please start petitioning the American Genre Film Archive. Let's see if we can actually get, like, at least a Ninja Zombie 7-inch, where it's, like, Ninja Zombie on one side... And another track from the film on the other. Just release um, it on cassette. Yeah, oh, don't do that. I was like, I was looking at. So they're now <laughs> selling cassette machines, and I'm just like, do no, I that's get not one? A no. thing that needs no, no. to come back. No, cassettes sounded terrible. So
3: they are manufacturing cassette machines. <laughs> yeah yeah oh, no. but
0: they're not manufacturing vcrs anymore which is making me like i've got three vcrs at work so like i'm okay but like I you one guys, too, yeah. yeah i know you got one kit you're, uh, i, yeah, I, I do not have one i know now. you're in you're in dire straits i don't have
2: um, any uh vhs's though so that no
0: helpful. i seem to be getting more and more uh which i love i just i love the fact that
3: uh, people are still curbing them yeah
0: yeah. Also, BMV always has a good selection. Of I know those. that's where I've gotten some uh, yeah. some choice titles. That's where I got uh, the Escort. The alley beside uh, Bathurst mm. Street used to have tons of VHS. I know, but percent. they were all. It was all like Rush Hour Two, though. It was. was I went through them a couple <laughs> times. All Copies Rush of, Hour Two. Rush Hour Two. What was it? Rush Hour Two. The m- Last Boy Scout. Material probably. Girls. No, no, it was all like early two thousand stuff. So it was like Rush Hour Two, Material Girls, How to Lose a Guy, in How 10 to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. My favorite film. Uh, heartbreakers. Heartbreakers. Well, Oh, uh, Swordfish, the John Travolta. Oh, I forgot Holly how Berry, to compare it. Fear.com. Oh, no, no, Fear.com. I, I went to see Fear.com in the theaters, because I was like, I'm going to go see a horror movie. The early 2000s were such a barren time. Oh, God, I remember Fear.com. Fear.com, starring... Gothica. Gothica. Oh, that, SFW. I never saw it. SFW.
3: Stephen okay. Dorff. Yeah.
0: Um... <laughs> All right, guys. So I guess it's that time. It'd be
3: great if people were like, "Hey, SFW."
0: <laughs> Steam Dorf's is just like, oh, "God damn it, No one remembers me from Blade." It's twenty. Blade. It's twenty years old this year. I didn't, yeah. Yeah. God. Oh snap! Yeah. yeah. Twenty years old from Blade.
2: When did Blade Two come out? Because that's the good one.
0: Blade Two came out in two thousand and two because it came out the same summer as... Because I went to go see it in the theaters and they played the preview
2: for Jason X before And I was like, yes! That's when Guillermo del Toro was on a run of making good sequels. Like, yeah. uh, Prisoner of Azkaban and then, uh
3: I thought that was Alfonso yeah, Cuarón. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't
0: do
2: Prisoner of Oh, that's around. right. That's right. Yeah, know, was Alfonso Cuarón. But that was
0: also... Like the other Mexican. That was... I'm mixing uh, up my Mexicans. That was Guillermo del Toro when he was just doing, like, solid, like, medium work. Like, he did Blade Two. He did Mimic or Relic. Hellboy. No, uh, Hellboy was after that, yeah. Hellboy was good. I still like Hellboy. Yeah.
2: The sequel was good, too.
0: Yeah. Um, they're redoing it with the dude from Stranger Things. No. The, yeah. Anyways, guys. Final thoughts on Ninja Zombie. Phil...
3: Um, my feelings were mixed on it, um... Really? Yes. I was sporadically entertained. It, it was inept, but not inept enough in a way that really entertained me. It was a little too incoherent, I found.
0: Well, I think we, like, we, we were little... also talking... I was listening hard to that movie to try and figure out what was going yeah, on. Yeah,
3: the audio was terrible. The editing was even worse. Mm-hmm.
2: So, so, yeah, some of the lighting and cinematography was pretty rough <laughs> yeah it was non-existent
3: I mean there were great moments like that fight scene where uh, Zombie Jack's fighting the spider dudes with uh, the severed arm yeah
2: and the makeup on Zombie Jack wasn't yeah. bad yeah the Zombie yeah. Jack makeup was actually pretty good kind of spooky it was yeah. like
3: yeah I enjoyed some of the narrative left turns but mm-hmm. I, I didn't love it okay that's fair
2: yeah it's hard to say I loved this film but I think I had fun watching it Mhm.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I I mean in my opinion I like the film. It's uh I, I, again not love it but I like it quite a bit. Um I just like the fact that it's normally when when a film like this comes out it's normally because like this film walks the weird middle ground of like we know we don't have the budget to make something m- bigger. So we're going to like try and just go stranger in certain areas. Like the way that Orlin reacts in every situation. We haven't really like played it up like he's kind of just like jovial and jokey throughout the whole thing like oh well, totally. my he's god a, he's a I, discount
2: Steve Gutenberg basically yeah I dug
0: up my best friend for nothing um and you know he's he's not really and like the fact that he moves in on his on his dead best friend's girlfriend so fast
2: it's it's so skeevy but the yeah. movie doesn't even have time to like really it, deal with that you just kind of laugh like, at it. like because she shows yeah him well, away, he's like, our hero she
0: shows him away and she's like what are you doing And the whole audience is like yeah seriously where did this come from
2: and then uh, well obviously <clears> his uh, yeah Jack gets really jealous after that. exactly zombie, zombie Jack that. um
0: so yeah like I mean I think I think the film the filmmakers definitely were clever enough to realize okay we're
2: we're not like I mean. There's some even comedic moments, yeah. like when he finds the $5 bill in his uh, his wallet, and he's like, aha! Yeah. <laughs> and the bus goes right by. <laughs> I know, like, they, they clearly had their
0: timing down. I think it was just the, the means and the like the physical uh, restrictions on what they were shooting with that uh, prevented them from making something a little bit better. My other thing to point out is that, like, I really don't know, so in 1992, shooting on... On uh, because like at this point the Super Eight the direct to video shot on video market had essentially disappeared by nineteen ninety by the early nineties like there was still direct to video stuff but it wasn't stuff of this low quality. like it wasn't like when the dead next the dead next door came out in the late eighties like that was a a Super Eight zombie film that got widely distributed because people just needed stuff on shelves. This seems super regional. Very regional, Um, and I I feel like this film was made just for the pure joy of making a movie which I always think. Leads to some interesting stuff. Um, it didn't feel like it was definitely not a vanity project like Gidevin or Fateful Findings or The Room. Um, no, it was just
2: made by people. I, I got the sense that they enjoyed making a film, yep. they enjoyed paying mm-hmm. homage to, to the films they enjoyed.
0: Exactly. And like this film, for being such a small, low budget film, had a decent sized cast
2: some of the directing was pretty competent had a lot of
0: yeah i know they, were, they did a lot of good <laughs> foreground shots even though they were stuck in the 4-3 ratio because they shot this on super 8 they did manage to do some foreground background stuff they even like did a rack focus That and rack
2: r- focus that you pointed I was, out yeah. i
0: was blown away that they were because like i shoot super 8 doing a rack focus in super 8 is hard because you the image you're looking through when you're shooting is so small so it's like you got to be very precise so that's the thing like i'm, I'm kind of like I, I want to know more about like what they were thinking at the time, of like where this film was going to go, because it was beyond the point when they could just sell it to, to VHS and have it be in mom and pop stores all over the country. And Super Eight at the time was almost a dead format because um, video had taken over for everything you would do with Super Eight. Now video cameras were the thing, so it's interesting. Um, I'm gonna do some research on it later on. Maybe I'll fill you guys in next episode on what I find. Um, but yeah, for for a good little bonus episode, I think it's uh, it's a pretty pretty fun little time fun little film.
2: Fun little time, fun little film.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that being said, hopefully we'll be back with Lillian to cover The Witch Who Came In From the Sea on our uh, next we, episode. We won't leave you hanging. So, yeah.
2: so long. Um, yeah. And listeners. Between the next Dear listeners, episodes. we love you. So guys, for Death by
0: Video. I've been Phil. I've been Kit. And I've been Graham saying, please be sure to rewind and we will see you next time. Keep on watching awesome movies. Good night.
2: Good night.
1: So long.